0: Hey there, and welcome to the Brave Marriage Podcast. I'm Kenzie Dzinski, a licensed marriage and family therapist and certified professional coach, and this is a podcast for couples who want to grow as individuals, do marriage with intention, and live mutually empowered, purposeful lives. I'm so, so glad that you're joining me today on this first Monday in March. I don't know about you, but during the winter months, I am counting down the days until spring and until daylight savings. I love when the days start to get longer, the weather starts to get warmer, and just the new life and new growth that springtime brings. Now, I may be getting a little ahead of myself, but like I said, I just get so excited about this time of year that I just couldn't wait to mention it. Now, for those of you who are new to the podcast, each month or so, I begin a new month-long series, and during the month of March, we are turning our attention to marriage formation. For those of you who've grown up Catholic, you may be familiar with this term, but for those of you who grew up in Protestant, non-denominational backgrounds, marriage formation is just a more formal way of saying doing Christian marriage with intention. Each Monday in March, we will be taking a look at daily, weekly, monthly, quarterly, and yearly practices that center around marriage formation. I was at a retreat a few weekends ago, and a few couples shared what they do to keep their marriages strong, healthy, and in pursuit of the Lord and each other, and I thought since it's almost spring, since it's still quarter one of 2020, and since many wedding anniversaries fall during the summer, spending a month on marriage formation now may set you up well for a more intentional spring, summer, and hopefully years to come. My goal for each episode this month is to give you several ideas of formative practices and why they're so important, and then to leave the fit, creativity, and implementation up to you of one idea that you'll hear each week this month on the podcast. And I say one because to try and do more might be to try and bite off more than you can chew, given your current schedules, habits, and choices. And I want this month of marriage formation to be life-giving, not overwhelming. So please, as you listen, think about the best fit for your marriage right now. Today's conversation on marriage formation centers around daily habits and practices. I'm going to give you five, and to help you remember these five, I'm using the acronym PAUSE. Prayer, Appreciation, Understanding, Self-Sacrifice, and Encouragement. Let's start with prayer. In my mind, prayer is one of the best marriage formation practices to engage in even though I know it can be intimidating for some couples. But praying with your spouse doesn't have to be perfect and it doesn't have to be a legalistic thing done every day at the same time in a certain way. Prayer is simply talking honestly before God, whether you're thanking him, praising him for who he is, or asking him to take care of or provide for those you love or care about. And there are many ways to go about it as you start out. For example, Evan and I usually pray together before we go to sleep. We'll talk in bed about how we can pray for each other and then pray aloud together or just one of us will pray. I've mentioned this before, but I also have been keeping a prayer journal for the past year, and this is my second year doing it, where I'll write a half-page entry thanking God for who he is, for a life I don't deserve, and then I'll pray for others, including my husband, often reflecting on the things he's shared and what he has going on. And writing out prayers for our marriage, I found, has made it easier to go back and look at our life and see the prayers that have been answered, whether the way we asked for them or not. But again, there's no right way to pray. It's simply whatever will work and whatever works best for you. I remember in middle school feeling totally self-conscious when asked to pray out loud for the first time when I was in youth group, and I know I'm not the only one with that experience. If partners didn't grow up praying out loud, praying as a family or at church, or seeing prayer modeled in the home, it can feel somewhat vulnerable. But remember that prayer as a daily habit for marriage formation is simply talking honestly to God in the presence of your spouse. And scripture says that where two or more are gathered in his name, there he is as well. So you choose. Do you want to pray together in the morning for the day ahead, at dinner time together in the evening, or at night together before bed? Just start somewhere and start small and see what prayer does for your marriage and for your headspace and heart over time. Okay, a second daily habit for marriage formation is appreciation. What do you love about your spouse? What is he or she doing well? What are you grateful for? How can you compliment your spouse today? Think about your spouse's day-to-day, perhaps even the things that they do that you feel like you could never do as well as they can. When you begin to look for the good, you'll find it. And when you begin to share your appreciation with your spouse, the whole mood of your house will begin to lighten. I once heard Harville Hendricks, Ph.D. and marriage therapist, talk about redeeming his relationship with his wife and how he simply committed to not saying anything negative to not complaining, they both did this and subsequently, they only acknowledged the good. He went on to say that this practice in and of itself changed his marriage for the better and so much so that he now prescribes it to couples. And I know we're talking about marriage formation and how to make our marriages better, but I also know that you and I have the same tendencies as Hendrix, right? To complain and highlight the negatives. So, just to give you the shadow side of negativity and why appreciating your partner is so important, there's a cognitive distortion that we talk about in psychology called mental filter. And it's where a person starts to pay attention to only one type of evidence, usually bad, and fails to look at the larger context or the whole picture to see the momentary bad situated within the larger good. Does that make sense? So, I see this. All of the time in my office. A couple will come in and she'll say, I'm craving more emotional connection. He acts like he doesn't care and I'm left to do everything in this marriage from household work to initiating intimacy and affection and romance. And he'll say something like, I know I'm not perfect and I have a lot to work on, but I wish she could see how hard I work for her, how I'm doing my best to provide for her in the best way I know how. And later, after a few sessions, he'll bring up the list of things he knows he's done to help around the house, along with his frustration for changing and still not being acknowledged. Can you see how this would play out? And listen, I get it. Initially, it's hard to shift your mindset. But once you do, it's like the scales shift. No longer is negativity and complaining weighing your marriage down, but instead appreciating and complimenting your partner begins to lift the burden of negativity. And guess what? It makes it that much easier for spouses to change if needed and to want to change for their spouse because now he or she is feeling appreciated on a daily basis for who they are, for what they're currently doing, rather than feeling like their spouse's love is conditional and based on conforming to some impossible standard or expectation. So go back to the questions I asked in the beginning. What do you love about your spouse? What is he or she doing well? What are you grateful for? How can you compliment your spouse today? and then make it a habit of verbally appreciating him or her daily. The next practice is understanding. By understanding, I mean putting yourself in your spouse's shoes on a regular basis. If you were to do this, I bet appreciation for your spouse would flow much more easily. Now, you can do this in one of two ways, and I might recommend both, but the first is to simply sit, lay, or walk with your spouse and listen to their day without adding your judgments, thoughts, advice, or perspective. Even with the best of intentions, when we do this, our spouses do not feel heard. They may feel like there's no room or space for their emotions in the relationship because we've skipped right over them to try and solve their problems. Or worse, they may feel misunderstood and uncared for, like we're taking someone else's side instead of theirs. So going back to an earlier episode, listen to understand, not respond. The second way to cultivate understanding in your relationship is to walk yourself through your spouse's typical day in your own mind. Visualize being them without comparing your own schedule and day, okay? That part is super important. What time are they waking up? What do they do before they go to work or before you go to work? When they're at work, what might that be like given their position? Might your spouse feel like he or she has little influence, like they're just working for a paycheck? Does he or she have responsibilities that they're trying their best to manage and balance? Is your spouse leading a team, an organization, or a business? What might that be like for him or her? So when your spouse gets home then, what might he or she be needing? What does your spouse do in the evenings and why? Opposite that. If your spouse stays home with the children, what might 8 to 10 hours of that alone look like? When you're home together tag-teaming the kids, what is that experience like for you? So then imagine what that would be like by yourself day after day, hour after hour, with no break. These are simple questions, you guys, but that few of us ever stop to ask because most of us feel so busy with managing our own lives and roles, that no one has ever encouraged us to stop and think about our spouse's lives and roles. And it's amazing how different your lives and roles can be even when you're living under the same roof. So I hope you've just now walked through your spouse's day in your head without judgment or comparison, because guess what? It only takes one time sometimes to realize all that your partner has going on and what it must be like to be your spouse to learn to appreciate him or her even more, and to give your spouse grace and understanding from day to day. The fourth practice for marriage formation is self-sacrifice. What I mean here is choosing one thing daily to do for your spouse or your family that is a sacrifice to you but meaningful to them. And often, it's going to be something that doesn't necessarily come easily to you or friend of mind for you, but that you know would help. Maybe it's doing the dishes when you don't want to, or scraping your spouse's car when it snows, or sitting down and talking over dinner when you'd rather eat in quiet or in front of the TV. Maybe it's being present and listening after a long day rather than checking out as soon as you get home. Or maybe it's watching a movie or engaging in some activity that your spouse would love for you to take part in, even though it wouldn't be your first choice. Just like the daily habit of appreciation, getting into a habit of self-sacrifice can totally shift your mindset from only thinking about your own good and well-being to thinking about the good of your marriage and relationship. I know this language of self-sacrifice may be uncomfortable for some, but the reality is self-sacrifice is Christ-like when done the right way. And by that, I mean doing one selfless act from a place of love and humility and thinking about the good of your relationship without expecting anything in return and without becoming self-righteous and or resentful toward your spouse in the process, right? It's not about keeping track of how good or selfless you are. It's simply about training your mind to think of yourself less and following through with your behavior. Now, one caveat to this, if you're already acting selflessly the majority of the time in your marriage, Please don't choose this habit to do more of. If anything, a practice for you to engage in would be self-care. So check that against your own situation as you think about engaging in self-sacrifice. So we've talked about prayer as a wonderful daily habit to pick up. We've talked about understanding and how that can lead to appreciation. We've talked about self-sacrifice as a way to regularly help your spouse, your relationship, and your home life. But sometimes we would do well to encourage each other more regularly. And this will be the last daily habit we will consider today. Sometimes our spouses go through things or have situations that come up that can't be helped or changed or fixed by us no matter how much we love to problem solve and help. And in those times, the best practice for marriage formation is encouragement. Offering up words, affirmation, or votes of confidence so that your spouse knows that day after day, no matter how dire or hard things get, or how stressful the situation feels, that they have a partner who is cheering them on, who has their back, who believes in them. Talk about a safe haven or a safe home base, right? Because when we try to solve our spouse's problems, what does that communicate? Sometimes it communicates a lack of confidence in them and in their abilities to get along just fine in the world as an adult. Not always, sometimes problem solving and advice giving is warranted, but usually only when asked for. But when our default is instead to believe in our spouses and encourage them to go for things or that they can do it, they feel empowered rather than dependent on you, which is the goal of formation. And this is a good lesson to apply to parenting as well. All right, so as we wrap up, your action step for today is to pause and choose only one habit to grow in using that acronym, prayer, appreciation, understanding, self-sacrifice, or encouragement. The goal for this habit is to shape your heart, mind, attitude, and behavior in a productive, formative way for you and your marriage. And one small act of daily intentionality can make a huge difference over time. But in order to get to the overtime aspect of marriage formation, it's important to choose a habit or practice that feels both doable and constructive in terms of what your relationship really needs in this season. That way, the likelihood of you following through will be greater and the effects of this new habit will hopefully be maximized. My prayer for your marriage this week is that you would remember that the Lord has not given you a spirit of fear or timidity, but a spirit of power, of love, and of self discipline, and that He would enable you by the power of His Holy Spirit to choose love, to choose your spouse, to choose the good of your marriage this week. Have a great week. Talk soon. Bye bye. Hey there, Evan here. If you've enjoyed this episode, there are more ways to connect and work with Kinsey. First, would you take a moment before you go to subscribe, rate, and review the Brave Marriage Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback means so much to us. Second, if you'd like to share your thoughts and feedback, you can do so by sending a text to the text machine at 859-221-3845. Or if you want to share openly, feel free to share this episode on social media, text it to a friend, or share in person with your friend group or small group. Finally, if you'd like to work with Kinsey through premarital or couples coaching, just visit bravemarriage.com and click on the services tab at the top. Again, that's bravemarriage.com.